We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the NAF Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, uh, Drew Johnson. You can find us both on Twitter, or X, as Elon Musk has changed it to recently. Uh, you can find me at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find uh, Drew at Coach Drew 33 I refuse to change the little bird logo under our names, though. That's that's going to stay there. I'm not putting an X there. Sorry, It just Elon. doesn't feel right. It, it's not right. I, I don't, it doesn't feel it'll, right. <laughs> it'll always be Twitter. I don't know what he's doing, but, you know, it, it, it's not – He's not fooling me. It's still Twitter. But anyway, you can find all of our uh, all of our content over there on Twitter. You can uh, go to DallasBasketball.com and find you know numerous stuff that I've written over there. And then we've got our guy Grant Afseth, who is actually in Japan uh, covering the FIBA World Cup for us. So shout out to Grant. Uh, he flew twelve hours from LA to uh, <laughs> to Japan Jesus. to 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 do this. So. Uh, be sure to follow him at Grant Afseth on Twitter as well. He is uh, he's putting in some work for us at DBCom. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We are giving you a full preview of the FIBA World Cup, Luca and Slovenia, and a handful of other Mavs uh, to keep an eye on. We'll you know kind of walk through how all that stuff works, uh, how the uh, the bracket works for the FIBA World Cup, uh, and talk through all that and some other stuff that's going on in Mavs news. So let's get this thing going. Find Hardaway. Maneuvers away from a closeout. Luca maneuvers away from a closeout. And that is about the best dunk we've ever seen in a Luca. This is a holy moment right here. <laughs> so it's real nice. Been a timeout call, but we ain't going nowhere. We're gonna let you look at this again a time or two. <laughs> look at that face. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. All right, so thank you, Luca, for uh, introducing us in here. That's always a great way to get started. But uh, So, okay, the FIBA World Cup, uh, kind of the dead part of the summer of the NBA offseason – you know, it's usually really boring. You don't have really much to to do, you know, if you're in Mavs or NBA media in general. But we've had a really unique summer where Dirk's Hall of Fame stuff and now the FIBA World Cup 
uh, paired with, you know, some of the interviews you and I have done with, uh, you know, several Mavs rookies this offseason. We've kind of pieced together a really productive and fun offseason. And it, mm-hmm. it's been great. I mean, we, we filled in the gap, the, the gap pretty well. And, you know, it's, it's fun that we're going to kind of roll on uh, through this World Cup and ride on into Mavs training camp. And next thing you know, the season will be started again. So lots of fun stuff. FIBA World Cup will start tomorrow on Friday in Japan. Uh, the groups, we're not going to go through all of the groups because there are a lot of teams in this, but the Mavs, uh, if you're, a, if you're a, US, a Team USA person, if you're a United States citizen, uh, you have a rooting interest, obviously, in Team USA. Uh, they are in Group C with Jordan, Greece, and New Zealand. And to my knowledge, from what I've read, uh, Giannis is not going to be suiting up for mm-hmm. Greece. So that should be a fairly easy uh, first round of group play for Team USA. Uh, even though, even though we didn't send our, you know, our best players, they're still very talented, and they're still, you know, number one in the the FIBA World Cup power rankings, which we will get to here in a minute. So that's the first one that I wanted to mention. Team USA, they have a pretty easy opening. Uh, group phase, and then let's see, Luca and Slovenia, they are in Group F with Venezuela, Cape Verde, and Georgia. So we'll see how that goes. Luca, he seems to be in the best shape uh, we've seen him in since he got in the league. Uh, he has, you know, kept that up throughout the summer. He's had some really, really great showings in these friendly matches. Uh, you know, a couple of triple doubles and not a lot of minutes and been very, you know, efficient. Uh, well, sort of efficient. One, some, from the line, he's still mm-hmm. got to work on that. But, you know, he's in great shape. And I think, you know, if he can get the guys around him on that Slovenian national team to hit down some open shots, uh, they will have a chance to advance pretty far in this tournament. So uh, they're in Group F. It seems like a, you know, pretty reasonable – group for them they should be able to do fairly well in that and then you have uh josh green and dante exum the newly signed maverick dante exum uh playing for the australian national team they're in group e with germany finland and japan uh germany is going to be tough they are they are good yeah (laughs) they had team usa on the ropes in that last uh, friendly match they were up by like 16 uh, in the second half, and then finally Team USA got their stuff together and went on a huge, like, 18-0 run in the fourth quarter. Uh, so Germany's very good, and uh, Australia's good. I don't know if they'll come out of that, uh, but we'll just have to see how it goes. And then uh, we have uh, Dwight Powell with Canada in Group H with Latvia. KP's not playing because he's got a, a plantar fascia fasciitis fasciitis i don't know if i said that i can't ever say that right but anyway he's got a foot issue and he is out shocker i know uh (laughs) lebanon and france so i would i would expect france to come out of that but we'll just have to see see how things play out so uh how excited are you for this FIBA World Cup? What are some of the things that you're looking forward to the most, not just you know from t- Team USA perspective, because we obviously have some rooting interest there, but from a match pers- perspective as well? 
Um, you know, I'm really excited for the matchups. Like you said, you know, Germany is going to be a tough out for anyone they play against. Um, and we saw that against uh, or against Team USA. I mean, they pretty much had them beat until Anthony Edwards decided to go absolutely berserk. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan comparisons. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that too. I don't know about that, but it's <laughs> he's good. Um, let's uh, let's wait and see what he does this year in the league uh, before we start really hammering those home. Um, of course, you know I, I always enjoy watching Slovenia for obvious reasons. Um, France is always fun to watch because of when Benyama um, is Gobert playing for them again this year. Yes, yeah, Gobert will be playing. So I've seen these videos online. Match. I've seen these videos online where he's been, you know, shooting a bunch of threes. Uh, not just in practice, like some of the friendly games, I think he's been shooting some threes too. So he's trying to uh, expand his game out to being a stretch five. But I feel like he does that every time international basketball comes up, and then when it gets to the NBA, like he just he completely forgets it and goes back to uh, what he is. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. But he's so he's so limited. So I mean, I'd I'd like to see him actually try that in the league. Sounds to me like he's trying to do a Wimbenyama impersonation. <laughs> he's threatened that he's not going to be the best French big he's not man. That guy. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, of course, Australia is always going to be solid. They've been solid in years past, and they just they play really good basketball over there. They have really good players. Um, those boomers can play defense. They can play. They can play. They're just tenacious, hard nosed. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what: Canada might actually be the uh, the most competition for Team USA overall. Um, Interesting. They're pretty stacked, honestly. You know, you don't think of Dwight Powell as being the difference maker, but do they not have R.J. Barrett? Um, they do. They have. Uh, so they have Lou Dort, who is yeah. you know a solid player for OKC. They have uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Shea Gillius-Alexander, good. <laughs> Dwight Real Powell, yeah. R.J. Barrett, uh, Kelly Olenek, uh, huh. Dylan Brooks. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, they've, they've got some really solid NBA talent. As long as well, Dylan Brooks don't piss anybody <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. so I, I mean, look. I mean, look, Dylan Brooks. I've been I've been critical of him over the last year, and for good reason. I mean, he he just never shuts up, and a lot of times he talks and doesn't have a lot of reason to talk. But you know, he can get hot. I mean, we've seen yeah. it firsthand when he played against the Mavs a few times last year. So you know, you got to get. He's an NBA talent. Uh, if he can get hot, and then you know, you have a bona fide superstar, in my opinion, and Gilius Alexander. Absolutely. Uh, and Lou Dort and R.J. Barrett. I mean, yeah, I can see it. I, I can see it now, you know. They uh they have enough, especially with, you know, the roster Team USA has this year compared to what they could have. I mean, they're still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still – they still warrant having that top spot in the, the FIBA World Cup power rankings. But, you know, based on what it could – you know, instead of LeBron and KD and – you know, all those – Kyrie Irving and, you know, all those guys. You've got, you know, Jalen Brunson and Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves. So, <laughs> you know, it uh, they're still very talented. But, you know, I could see some potential for an upset. And I'm, I'm really excited uh, to see how it goes. Um, and I, obviously, you know, people watching this, 
Uh, if you do want to follow along and watch the FIBA World Cup, I believe they are streaming it on ESPN Plus. Uh, or if you want to use the courtside 1891 app, uh, which is you know connected with FIBA basketball and everything. If you want to use that and sign up, you can use the promo code DBCOM, D-B-C-O-M, and you will get 20% off on whichever package you choose, uh, you know, to stream the World Cup through them. So uh, that's who I'm using to stream it. If you guys want to do it, be sure to take advantage of that and get 20% off. Um, DJ, the way they do the World Cup, you know, international basketball, it's it's a little bit different than, you know, what we're used to uh, with the NBA playoffs or like March Madness and stuff like that. Uh, they've got the group, they've got two rounds of group phase. And then after the group phases, they go into more of a traditional style uh, tournament. So uh, the tournament will be based on how the teams perform uh, in the group phases. And I, you know, I, I, I get it. I understand it like from a distance. You know, I know I, I can look at the initial group phases and it's like, okay, well, these are the four teams within each group playing each other. And then, you know, uh, then you'll go to the second group phase. Well, then that's when it gets a little dicey. <laughs> it's like, there's so many different scenarios. And then they start like uh, throwing all these teams in a saucepan and shaking them up and everything. And it, it gets kind of weird. But it's very, it keeps things very interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, if we end up getting a matchup like uh, Team USA versus Slovenia again, because they played a friendly match. But Slovenia was on the second night of a back-to-back when they played, and Luca got banged up in the game before that. So he unfortunately did not play in that game. And I would Slovenia. love – yeah, yeah, they, they got they, – it was a 30-point loss for Slovenia. Yeah. So uh, I would like to see that rematch at some point with Luca playing and see if it makes a difference. I don't know if Luca can do enough to, you know, have Slovenia top Team USA, but I think it would be – fun theater at the very least. I mean, especially with Luca going up against Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, after Brunson left the Mavs and went to the Knicks. So that would be a very cool storyline, and I hope it happens. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? You think – well, let me rephrase. What do you think Slovenia's chances are of going really far in this tournament and potentially at least getting to, like, the semifinals? You know, it, it really just depends on how healthy Luca can stay because um, obviously they just they rely on him for a lot. But I mean, they have weapons. I'm looking at their roster right now. They have the uh, the Mike Toby kid. I think he's from uh, from University of Virginia. He's solid, man. He's really good. Um, let's see. And they didn't have him when they started, you know, when they initially started playing their friendly matches, their preparation matches for this. And he's now, you know, joined them again. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on going into this. And uh, the Blazic kid isn't bad either. I might be butchering these names, honestly. Uh, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> is Blazic, Blazic, he's not bad. Um, you got uh, Zoran Dragic, which, I mean, he's – isn't he Goran Dragic's uh, yes. brother? Yep. Got the I mean, pedigree. He's not bad. So I mean, he's got he's got stuff around him. He's got some shooting around him. Um, 
but at the same time, if they don't have him, they're toast because they need a playmaker, yeah. and he's he does all of that for them. So, um, how far they go is really determined by how much Luca can play and stay healthy. Um, do I worry about his usage rate? Absolutely, uh, always. Well, I won't worry about it as much with the Mavs this season. Not for the uh, Mavs. But, you know, for Slovenia, it's going it's to be up there pretty Honestly, high again. Before we got Kyrie, it's kind of eerie how much uh, these two situations mirror each other. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But no, if Luca can stay healthy, Luca is arguably the best player in the league, if not top five. Um, so. I agree. I think he's the best player in the FIBA World Cup. Now, you yes. know, it could be it could be argued, you know, if uh, if Nikola Jokic was playing for Serbia or if Giannis was playing for Greece, you know, you could have more of a debate there. But with those guys out, I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's a no brainer. I don't think there's any debate there. You know, some USA guys will try to say Anthony Edwards, but I just – I haven't seen enough of Anthony Edwards being dominant to really even put him in that conversation. He looked yeah, good against Germany, but – um, He's not he's there got, yet. He's got the tools, but he ain't got the jump shot yet, and that's the big thing for him. He's got to develop a jumper for us to really even consider that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, we know with absolute that uh, Luca is – the most dominant player in FIBA right now, excluding uh, Giannis and Jokic and those people. So, yeah, it all revolves put, around Luka. It always has. <laughs> I put this on my on my Twitter page yesterday. Uh, I did a poll, and I'm, I'm going to leave the poll open for a, a full week and just see how it plays out. But, you know, people think that – I've had a couple people think that, you know, I'm just – this is hyperbole, that – uh, when I say that if Luca retired right now, he'd be a he'd be in the Hall of Fame, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Retire yeah. at 24 years old, and I mean you gotta you gotta take into consideration. I mean it's not just his NBA 
accomplishments, which have been pretty dang impressive. You know, four all NBA first team selections in five seasons is hysterical. It, it's so funny. It, it's great. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the all-star appearances, the, uh, he's already taken his team to the Western conference finals. Um, uh, one rookie of the year, you know, there, there's, there's so many NBA accolades. He has, he has playoff averages of 33 points, uh, almost 10 rebounds and eight assists. Per game, like he he is. I think he's second only to Michael Jordan as far as like playoff points per game average goes, and he's efficient while doing it too. Mm-hmm. And then you know his his international resume is crazy too. You know, before he flew over uh, to New York for the the draft in 2018, he helped Real Real Madrid win the Euro League championship and won the MVP mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Euro League championship. Uh, his first Olympics game in 2020, uh, he scored. He's he's now tied for the second most points ever scored in Olympic history with 48. Uh, he was seven points away from tying the the top mark there, 55, I believe. So, that was I mean, every, Olympic, wasn't it? No, it was. It's somebody I hadn't heard of. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I'd, I'd have to look it up. It, it's it's pretty – it's like before our time, I think. But, um, but you know, I, I just, just looking at everything he's done, there's always going to be some people that push back on it. But we're talking overall basketball resume. I just think it's crazy that he, in my opinion, is already a Hall of Fame player. And, I mean, maybe it's not first ballot, but I think he has a strong argument with – you know, both the international and NBA careers pushed together uh, at this young age of 24. I think he's got a good case for it. So we'll see how that poll goes. Right now it's about 75% saying, yes, he's a Hall of Famer, but people are kind of split on whether it's first ballot or not. So expect that on uh, DallasBasketball.com when that poll gets completed. Um, But uh, some other stuff that I wanted to run through here before – we take off. Uh, we uh, we recently did that uh, interview with Omax Prosper, which was great. Uh, seems like a very smart and uh, what's the word motivated young guy. You know, only he just turned twenty one years old this summer. Uh, and the thing that I took away from that the most was, you know, when we asked him about, you know, uh, Derek Lively and. Uh, he has Tyson Chandler as a mentor, former Mav, who has played his position and given him pointers and everything. And, you know, Omax, he brought up Michael Finley, who is the, you know, he's the vice president of the Mavs basketball operations now, uh, and said that he's been around and been in his ear, giving him tips and everything. So, I mean, I just think I was already excited when the Mavs ended up with Lively and Prosper. Uh, with the 12th and 24th pick. Now that, you know, guys around the team and that have played for the Mavs at an extremely high level, uh, like Tyson Chandler and Michael Finley, are invested in these young guys and, like, taking the time to help them develop and everything, that makes me even more excited for what could not just happen this year but in the foreseeable future because – like that's that's almost a dream for. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see other guys too, like Sean Marion, get involved with with Omax and all that. But if you told me, you know, before that happened, like, hey, 
the Mavs are going to get D-Live, they're going to get Omax, and they're going to have Tyson Chandler and Michael Finley mentoring them going into their rookie season, I would have been like, oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> sign, sign me up 10 times yeah. out of 10. Let's do it. So I, I'm really excited about that. I'm, uh, I think Prosper is going to end up having a more immediate impact uh, than probably Lively will because I know the Mavs are still trying to add – you know, a veteran center before the season starts. But if it doesn't happen, you know, I think you could still throw him in there and, uh, you know, let him get acclimated to NBA play and it would be fine. Uh, but Omax, I think he will be a very big contributor from day one. So we'll just – we'll have to see how it goes. But um, I don't know, man. What what are you looking forward to the rest of this offseason? I mean, it's, it's kind of – like I said at the beginning, we've got FIBA. We've got, um, we've got after the FIBA World Cup, it'll be Mavs training camp. And then after training camp, we're going to go into uh, preseason and the season will be rolling again. So if the Mavs are going to do something else, they really don't have that much more time to do it. But, I mean, what, what are you looking forward to in these last uh, this last month or so before things get rolling again? Obviously, I'm looking most forward to watching some basketball. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I'm really, really excited about uh, the uh, the FIBA World Cup that's coming up. So, you know, you get to see a lot of talent that you don't get to see on an NBA floor. And the fact of the matter is there's talent all over the world that's not playing in the NBA right now. Um, so I'm always excited to watch that. Um, I'll be very interested to see what we hear coming out of a uh, training camp, um, specifically with the rookies. Um, I want to know how lively is doing, uh, because honestly, at this point, you know, as much as I would like for him to play behind someone and learn from someone, it might be best to just throw him in the fire and see what we get. Cause the guy already has tremendous instincts and the only real true training you get is whenever you're actually in the game that's yeah. whenever you know what you're made of so you have to play mm-hmm. i agree it's like with josh it's like with josh green you know he he didn't play hardly any his rookie year uh in rick carlisle's last year as head coach uh, and everybody was wondering oh did they you know make the wrong choice drafting josh green and uh you know now with kid for two years he's gotten out there and he's actually played and now he's on the verge of, you know, potentially getting a contract extension somewhere in the, you know, tw 12 to 14 million per year range. So uh, you got to play. You got to yeah. get out there. You got to get minutes. And it's got to be meaningful minutes. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, that might be the best course of action because, I mean, it's not – I mean, I know he's not like an offensive powerhouse or anything, but the defensive instincts are incredible. Mm -hmm. That's a that's God-given talent that he's got there. And you have more than enough offense with Luca and Kyrie uh, and even like Tim Hardaway Jr. and, you know, guys like that on the roster. Jaden Hardy, you know, uh, if those guys are still on the roster by the start of the season, you've got plenty of offense. So that's really all you need is a guy out there with good defensive instincts that can kind of uh, clean up the messes for other guys. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that might be the best course of action if they – if they can't make a reasonable trade, I don't think they mm -hmm. need to give up more than they need to for a veteran center. So, no, absolutely not. Especially 
you know, doing what we did to go get lively as well as prosper. And I agree with you about prosper. I could see prosper making an impact immediately. The guy has an NBA ready body right now. He is the right. most physically ready. He is the most physically ready rookie that I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like he is just, when I first saw him uh, at summer league, you know, they had some pictures from the tunnel in the back at summer league and everything. And that first week, and they showed a picture. I was just like, "Holy crap! This guy, <laughs> this huge. guy is ready." <laughs> yeah, everybody talks about you know when guys get to the league, it's like, oh, as soon as they get in an NBA weight room and add some muscle and everything, they'll be ready to go. Omax is ready to go. He just needs some experience, and that's it. I mean, he's yeah. obviously you can always improve physically, but. I think he's about as close as he needs to be for for a rookie. So I'm super excited about it. Push um, around, I'll tell you that. I mean, no, it's uh, big, very, very aggressive on both ends, and just an endless motor. And that's exactly what this roster needed. Mm-hmm. Um, some cleanup items before we get out of here. So we've been hearing all summer that the Mavs are either going to trade or waive Javale McGee. Well. They haven't been able to find a trade partner for him. So, uh, before the August 31st deadline, uh, it's been reported by multiple people, Mark Stein, uh, Sh- uh, Sham Sharania, that he is going to be waived, stretched and waived. So, uh, he's got $11 million remaining on his contract for this these next two seasons. That's going to be stretched out over five years. It's going to be a cap hit for the Mavs of about $2.4, $2.5 million for the next five years. So, not that significant, you know. That's that's veteran minimum money uh, cap hit, and, and then obviously the salary cap rises every single season. So I would would have preferred them just pay it up front to Javale and not stretch it and have that issue. But you know, I don't think it's going to be significant either way. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, apparently, the Mavs are bringing back Markeith Morris. Uh, but you know, initially that's what, uh, Sharania reported, but then it, then, uh, Mark Stein came back and said that it is a non-guaranteed deal, which tells me that basically they're bringing Markeith Morris in for a training camp invite. So he, he might not be on the team by opening night. We'll just see how training camp goes. Um, let's see here. Uh, Steph Curry went on the, uh, Gilbert arena show. I think it's Gil's arena is the name of his podcast that he does. And he was asked, who's got next? Like, who's the next guy in line for all the major accolades, the championships, MVPs, all that stuff. And uh, Steph, he, he named a bunch of people that could be next, but he said, Luca, and I'm quoting Steph here, Luca, let me see, hold on. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he said, Luca's the guy, obviously that's right on the precipice of all those accolades. Just what he's about as a player, it's about that threshold of just how do you crack through. I hope it's not now, but when you play against him, you can feel it. So big praise from Steph Curry, four-time champion. He's revolutionized the game with his shooting. Uh, Just hearing stuff like that, I mean, I know we, we hype up Luka all the time. It's warranted because of his play, but it's good to hear stuff like that from, you know, opposing players and champions, uh, you know, like Steph Curry, saying that Luca, you can just feel that he's on the precipice of, of the big things. So 
That's awesome. He's playing with a former champion, Kyrie Irving, for at least three more years, you know, unless something weird happens. But um, he's got a revamped roster, and we are going to enjoy every bit of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, that's going to do it for another episode. I uh, appreciate y'all coming in and listening every single week. Uh, I hope you enjoy the World Cup. Again, you know, if you want to get 20% off and stream the World Cup on the court side, 1891 app use promo code dbcom that's d b c o m for 20% off on any package you choose you can either do the single world cup pass or you can do like a, a, a annual subscription so however you want to do it be sure to do it be on the uh be on alert for some t-shirt designs coming we've got a really cool thing that we're doing for to commemorate Dirk's Hall of Fame induction that one is still in the works uh, i've got some dallasbasketball.com t-shirts that are really cool We're probably going to end up doing multiple designs for that one uh, and then we have a luca Kyrie combo shirt that's still in the works as well so all that's taking a little bit longer than what i initially wanted but uh it's gonna i'm thinking it's probably all gonna hit at once and we're gonna have several t-shirt options that uh i'll be sending you some too dj so uh <laughs> Uh, guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Y'all try to stay cool out there in this unbearable heat. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.